and Dr. Podcast, everybody. Support those that support us. Check out all the other pods at drdrew.com. Let me get right to my guest and my treatment. Uh, it is Dr. Abby Lev. She's a PsyD. Bay Area CBT Center is uh, where you can find her, cbtonline.com. She's the founder. She's a, a PsyD, as I said, a licensed psychologist, and she has uh, three relationship books, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Couples, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Interpersonal Problems, and the Interpersonal Problems Workbook. Um, Abby, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So two things I want to do today. So um, uh, people talk about CBT all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And I always find that I end up waving my hands and CBT practitioners kind of going, well, there's a workbook and we just change your thinking. And there's lots of sort of vague descriptions of what CBT is. So one thing I'd love to do a little bit today is you to do some CBT on me. You I'm in that? support. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and it just so happens I'm depressed today too, in the middle of this whole COVID thing. <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect day to do a little CBT. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's this... The situation is pretty depressing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you already started working on me. Before, before, <laughs> we, <laughs> before we do that, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, acceptance and commitment therapy. What is that? Acceptance and commitment therapy takes a, it's a third wave behavioral therapy. So uh, the more third wave CBT therapies take a more acceptance and mindfulness based approach. So rather than challenging thoughts too much they help us create some distance from thoughts and mindfulness uh, and be able to diffuse from thoughts so that they're not uh, pulling us towards certain behaviors so so thoughts have less power and, and, uh, in, in controlling our behaviors so, so i'm assuming you, you would an example would be you're in a conflict with somebody and you have to become aware of your thoughts thoughts and how they're affecting the conflict. How is that different than dialectical behavioral therapy where you're trying to pull in your thoughts and awareness of the other person's thoughts and feelings, right? Right. Well, dialectical behavioral therapy is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. So there's like a cognitive behavioral therapy umbrella Uh, cognitive behavioral therapies, Uh, DBT would be one of them, ACT would be one of them, Uh, 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 compassion-focused therapy would be one of them, or functional analytic psychotherapy would be one of them. So there's a lot of therapies that are considered to be more behavioral. Like Psychodynamic therapy is not so much behavioral, it's more insight-focused. And cognitive behavioral therapies are more behaviorally-focused. We do techniques and exercises on certain thoughts and feelings that act as barriers to, uh, to actions, to behaviors. So it's not so much about figuring something out or having insight about something. It's more about practicing certain skills that help you change your behaviors. The fourth component, the fourth form, therapy, functional analysis, is that what you call it? I am not mm-hmm. familiar with that. What is that? Uh, functional analytic psychotherapy is a form of behavioral. It's a, it's a very behavioral intervention where you're thinking about your own behaviors as a, as a therapist. What are some behaviors that you want to do more of or less of? And you're thinking about your client's behaviors and you're doing a lot of, I guess, punishment and reward in your own interactions as to shape behaviors in the moment. Interesting. It, it right. is a very interesting new treatment. Yeah, and so uh, I I did a lot of 
I think what would be described as emotionally focused supportive psychotherapy or insider insight or insight oriented, but really you end up, I think it was more emotionally focused therapy like EFT. So that's kind of what I'm familiar with. Um, and I think if, if my memory serves me, my therapist tried to get me to do a little CBT and I was like, I just, I just, it just didn't, I, I just was like, I want to, I, I, and, and in reality, I was disconnected from affect. And so that was the ah. job to try to get my primary affect states connected up to second order understanding. Right. Um, and, and it worked and it was very effective and my anxiety went away and all this stuff, but it took forever. Um, but that was very effective for me. Yeah. And in, in CBT language, we would call that emotion exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning if, if somebody's afraid of a spider, uh, CBT therapy would do an exposure hierarchy to take tiny little baby steps to get closer to that spider. We might talk about spiders and then draw spiders and then look at movies. And at some point, we would want to be able to have that spider on our hand and go, oh, look at the spider. And now in CBT, we do that with emotions. So if somebody, for example, is avoiding feelings of guilt, and that guilt stops you from saying no in relationships or asserting yourself and you're trying to move away from guilt like you do a spider, CBT does emotion exposure to bring that experience, that feeling closer and closer to you, which sounds like kind of... Do you make the patients do things that make them feel guilty? That's correct. (laughs) We we, we take little... I I think I'm guilt avoidant. I'm guilt aversive. Uh Uh-huh. It doesn't bother me. Well, it, if it doesn't bother you, then you wouldn't work on it, right? You only right. work on something that feels like it's, it's a barrier in, in an aspect of your life. Hmm. All right. So what would, so today. We, I could ask you, what, what would you want to work on today? Like if we would be improving something today, what, what uh, would you want it to be? Something to do with my mood. My mood is very off. Um, maybe it is, my mood is off because I feel powerless because I read and see things in the press and uh, that our government does that makes me feel further that way. Yeah. Uh, And then future sort of closes in. So I don't see future because everything's shut down in the present. And then I think that makes me depressed. Can you tell me? Go ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll think about it. We'll think about what we could work on specifically. But could you tell me a little bit more about when you're feeling depressed? uh, What do you sound like? What does your mind say to you? You suck. You're old. You're not worthwhile. You have nothing to offer. Those sorts of thoughts. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a, I'm going to see if I can bring this thought to consciousness a thought that somehow I'm doing things that are destructive or something. Hmm. Or that I worry that I do that or that I feel then sort of guilt creeps in on the other side of that. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit more about what that sounds like. It sounds like I'm destructive or am I being destructive or is it like a doubt? What, what does it sound it's a like? It's a doubt. It's a doubt. Uh, it's a, uh, Oh, see, I'm, I'm blocking now. So, so it's gotta be something real in there because I know when I get anxiety and block, it's because of something for real. Right. Uh, um, 
it, it's like I, it, mm, I'm having a little bit of a flood of thoughts. One is that I don't support myself when I should. Uh, you know, I, I might take aggressive opinions and then get sort of negatively affected for having those opinions. Yet, even though I know sometimes those opinions are right and I just don't support myself and I kind of collapse. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, or, or, or like I just had a conflict with one of my kids today where I was, I knew and I had an opinion that was right and I sort of clung to it. And then it ruined the, and then it ruined the interaction I was having with them. And I felt guilty. Mm-hmm. So it's like that thought is, am I being stubborn? Does it sound like that? Like wondering when you want to be f- definitely stubborn was in the definitely stubbornness ruined that interaction with the son, but I don't really see how that hooks up with these opinions that I have that end up, I end up collapsing and not supporting if that makes Yeah. Sense. Yeah, I, I do think that there there's similarities there. Maybe you could tell me a little bit more about what happened with your son. Or um, we were you, looking at a transcript of something Donald Trump said, and I uh-huh. said, and he had a very different interpretation. I was like, well, look what I'm looking at, but but I could tell emotionally we were going into a bad place, and it just stopped, and I felt guilty for going there at all. Hmm. It sounds like maybe there was some fear there. Like it felt a little scary that his opinion was different. Yeah, I think I have fear. Mm-hmm. I think I get anxiety because anxiety, I have a generalized anxiety disorder. So I think I get anxiety easily. What was your mind saying about you two having the different opinion or when you said things got kind of bad? What what was what were you afraid of in those moments? Uh probably exactly what happened, which is that I, I wouldn't find a resolution of this, you know, because I was like, no, 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 wait, I just want, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear it. But, it, but I was already anxious at that point, And I think that's what's triggering him. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Would it be fair to say, it sounds like there's this way that you don't trust yourself. Like there's this feeling like, am I incompetent or am I going to yes. mess this up? Am yes. I going to make it's, things worse? Yes. It's like a, it's like a um, imposter syndrome, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely had that stuff. I d- doubts. Yeah. You see, you early on, you said something about doubts and it's like, yeah, I doubt, I doubt. And, and then, but, but I don't know the, the anxiety, maybe the anxiety is what gets in the way. Uh, it's doubts. Mm. Yeah. Well, let me ask you when you have these doubts, when these show up, have they ever stopped you from doing something important? Like when your mind is telling you, I'm sure. It's kind of, I'm yeah. Sure. Or at, le- at very least, it stopped you. Yeah, very least, it would prevent me from connecting to instincts and things that would guide me more properly. That's what anxiety always does for me. Is it you know, it blocks things. But um, let's let's stick to that I, a little bit. I, I worry that I'm repeating. I, I you know, whenever bad things happen to me, uh, like I get you know, something happens in social media or in the press or something, which happens periodically. Right. I myself, what, why, did, how, what, how did I contribute to that? What did I not see? What did I do that caused that to happen? What's my role? Mm-hmm. I'm the cause or I'm at fault. I'm, I'm at, at fault. I'm at fault. Yeah. Well, I must be because it. it happens to me every time. So I feel like right, I'm, right. I'm either reenacting something or I, 
I'm not seeing something or something I'm doing keeps. Well, let's, let's hold that lightly. I hear that thoughts. I'm the common denominator. What have I done? I'm at fault. Mm -hmm. But let me ask you, I want to come back to what have those thoughts stopped you from doing? Because it sounds like you were saying something about connecting to your instincts or you were saying something about a guide. Well, when I'm connected to my primary in my instincts i i'm pretty good i can i can really hear my instincts they're they're faint but i they're good um Mm -hmm. and and sometimes i i don't know if i lose track of them and that's how i get into trouble or if when i get into trouble they shut down i'm not sure what the order is is it let me it seems like when you have the doubts it stops you from being present it stops you from listening to yourself yes i know about being present but it stops you from hearing my Yes, hearing myself. And, and so it, I, yeah, I would say it's impossible sometimes. I'm going to put the it's impossible on the under the thoughts and the feelings. It's impossible yeah. for me to hear myself. Yeah, to hear. Instantly. That's another. Right. That's and I another. I already had issues that way. That's why I went to therapy. <laughs> now when something external. And now, now the word threat comes to mind. When mm-hmm. I get a threat, that's when I shut down. Mm hmm. I think so is the, I think shutdown is the right word too. So, so let, let me ask you. Shutdown. Right. Yeah, that's What's really the weird. opposite of shutdown? So if it's if if you're shutting down, then it means it's stopping you from being open. It's open, stopping open you from hearing. Open and connected. Open, connected. Maybe hearing others, hearing yourself. No, no. I I get hyper vigilant about the outside. So tell I, me I what <laughs> when when your mind goes when your mind goes I'm going to shut down. Yeah. Um, and I could, I'm, it's impossible for me to hear my feelings. It's impossible for me to follow my instincts. I'm yeah. destructive. When your mind is going, I'm saying this, what does it stop you from doing in the moment? Does it stop you from having an opinion? Does yeah. it stop? For, it stops me. So it stops I, you. I become, I become hyper-focused, I think on the outside world. And, and, okay. and, and it's almost like a, you know, it's like a, almost like a codependency. You know what I mean? It's like my right. feelings don't matter. The outside world matters. So let me ask you, it's, does it stop you from being spontaneous oh, or asserting it, yourself? It, it, okay. All of it. It's all just, right. All right. All I'm Spon- stuck with, it, I just get anxious and that, and that closes everything of a spontaneous nature. Right. Right. So it's stopping you from being genuine. It's stopping you from being yourself. It's stopping you from being yes. connected. Yes. Okay. Let's see. So Wait, you want to stop and and because again, this is for everybody else, not just for me. You want to stop? Yeah. And talk about what you're doing and what this well, is. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you in a moment what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm hearing I'm hearing that some of your values, some of the things that you want to be about. It sounds like you want to be connected and you want to be asserting yourself. You want to have opinions. You want to be able to slow it down and be able to kind of be genuine and authentic in your relationships. Well, and, and let me, um, you know, uh, maybe I'm, I, I don't know if that's quite it. It's close. Yeah. I, let, I, it, let's... It, it's, it's more that I want to be, it's that I, I know what anxiety does to me. I know that most of my life it blocked me from my emotions and I prefer to be connected to my genuine instincts and emotions and anxiety still blocking me in the setting of threat. So 
I'm going to play with this, Dr. Drew, I'm going to play with this. When your mind, when your mind is trying to convince you, your mind has these stories and it start, starts convincing you like a sales representative, your mind goes, you're having anxiety. And so you're not in touch with your emotions and you're blocked and you're incapable and you're destructive yeah, I, and you're not. I don't have those thoughts. I'm just having them now as I try to. Right. All, all I feel is a ball of anxiety in my stomach. And, the so only, you're, and then I become focused on the outside. Right. All, all I'm thinking about is what's going on on the outside and I'm disconnected from. The right. Inside. So your mind is going, your mind, your body's feeling anxious yep. and your mind is telling you, oh no, I'm anxious. So I'm blocked and I'm not able to be connected. Again, no thoughts that way. I, I jump right past that into what's going on out there scanning the paying attention so your, to. your mind is going what's going on is yeah. your mind going is this person angry at me yeah things like is that this, but I, yeah it was have i done something bad what have i just have am, I, I bad? am i bad am i bad have i done something bad so again when your mind is telling you these things, right, it sounds kind of like if I was thinking about it in terms of schemas, because I, yeah. I think about core beliefs, this sounds like a defectiveness shame schema. Yes, yes. And so you're having feeling of guilt and, 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 and uncertainty and helplessness, possibly yep. some yep. shame. Yep. Well, I think yeah. shame is easier for me to feel than guilt because I, I try not to do things that make me feel guilty. So shame is a much easier feeling. Right, right. So it's kind of like this. I'm going to put this up here so you could see some of these thoughts. Do these thoughts feel accurate? You start thinking, am I bad? Have I done something bad? I'm going to read them so people can hear what it's powerless, helpless, uncertain, guilty, everything except guilty. Yes. All that stuff. Impossible. I can't hear. Yes. Yes. Incompetent. Yeah. Bad. Yes. And then in those moments, it's like this, ex- this whole experience shows up for you. It's like mm-hmm. thoughts in your head and then it's sensations in your body and feelings. Well, but see, I, I, you keep saying thoughts in my head and, and I feel, feel like I'm almost skipping thoughts in my head. Well, <laughs> that's because what I'm experiencing is anxiety and what I'm thinking about is what's on the outside and threatening Right. So that's why it's, it's interesting. That's why it's clear that you're not a cognitive behavioral therapist because your <laughs> cognitions, right? Your cognitions are so meshed in your experience that it's yes. hard to kind of separate them. It's yes, kind of I, hard to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have thoughts. I, I'm having them now as I parse this all out. But in the moment, I'm thinking about I'm analyzing what's right. There. So, so in the moment you're going, have I done something wrong? Is this person angry? What does this face mean? Yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. then, and then when you do that, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it seems like when you do that, it stops you from being able to connect and be present with your own experience. Yes. Right. Yes. I, yeah. could, I couldn't even, could I couldn't stop. I don't know if I could stop to do it. Uh, in the right, in, like, I think the word threat is the right thing, and and I behave like the threats are like profound, just like you would if you know if somebody was holding a gun at you, you wouldn't be one of my thinking about like, getting out of there. So, so that's great. I, I, let's see if we could slow that whole process down. It's like yeah. this whole thing comes up for you, and it's like this. It's yeah, so yeah. much threat. It's so much threat that you can't even separate the thoughts, yeah. the feelings. It's just raw, and you just want out. You want it to go further away. Yes, You're like, yes. get away from me. Yes, get yes. out of here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you do? In the moment, you do something. You're like, I don't want this. Oh, this oh, well, anxiety. I, I go more towards freeze. And, and I'm just So stuck. you freeze. Correct. I don't you, go all you, the way to freeze. I don't go all the way to freeze, but I'm more toward freeze. 
than fight or flight. And I'm just sort of stuck in the anxiety. And then, then I'm trying to figure things out and figure out what to do. So let's, let, we'll see that in the moment, then you become less opinionated. You, yep. You're not yourself. Yep. You kind of, maybe you start telling people what you think they want to hear. Yep. You start yep. kind of disconnecting yep. from your own needs and feelings. Yep. And when, when, every time you do this, this experience goes a little bit further away. It calms you a bit. Is that fair um, to say? Uh, the threat is maybe diminished a little bit. Right. Because right? the anxiety is that's exactly- fixed. But the threat, maybe I'm trying to manage the, the threat, threat rather right, than Right, you're trying, correct. It's like, am I doing something bad? Is this person yeah. mad? Yeah, and then yeah. you go, okay, let me placate them. And then it goes yeah. away a little bit. It's like threat feels calmer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but, and, but then, me- and then if anything, I feel, at least right now, a little guilty for doing that because I'm not supporting myself. Right. Like, well, then then the further away that you that you get the threat away, you're further away from this. From the feelings, primary feelings. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because, the more, the I'm more. Not, I'm not paying attention to that, and I may not be doing things that is commensurate with those instincts. I'm just managing threat. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. when you're managing threat, when this experience is here and it's like in your face, and you're like, "Get away from me!" Yeah. You're doing the behaviors like, "Let me placate this person." What's happening in their face? What are yeah. they needing? What are they feeling? Yeah. It goes a little bit further away. But, and, but let and, me ask and, you. And, let me. And, let me just. Please. Let me just ask, yeah, for a moment. Has yeah. any of these experiences, though, permanently gone away? Like, have any of these behaviors gotten this to be completely out of your life? Or has this experience still shown up, still continued to show up? This is repetitive. This feels very familiar. Right. So, so it's, 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 it's never completely gone. Sometimes it's right here. The threat is here. Yeah. Sometimes it's here or here or here. Right, I suppose. Yeah, it's never I'm, completely gone. Oh, um, I'm going to say it is. I'm say at times it is. Uh, Meaning it it's 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 always comes back. It's never permanently gone because you're correct. mentioning it now. Yeah, correct. so it's correct. like you do these the behaviors that you do may make it further away in the moment, Cause, but cause then there's you're, other you're, moments. Right, you're you're zeroing in on sort of what I did worked on in therapy is that it was always present and I was always anxious. And I did manage in a safe environment, a holding environment, a therapy got to the point where it was gone most, most all the time. But I seem to get into circumstances and situations where boom, there it is again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in the moment, the threat is there and then you go, let me placate this person. Let me tell them what they want to hear. I don't want to be destructive. Let me be nice. Let me play nice. And then it moves it away. You feel a little less threat, right? But it's, it hasn't permanently removed it. So this, this experience is still with you, but in that moment, it's a little further away. Yes. But, but part of the reason it's a little stuck is I'm always thinking that I really mean that I undermined myself. I felt powerless. I still feel powerless. Right. So, so when you push this experience further away and further away, we realize, I think what you're speaking to right now is that this is also further away. This the more genuine. This, correct. Yeah. So yeah. this, this piece Let's being connected to people, describe to people, they're not seeing this. So describe what you're sh- showing me. So here we have the things that you talked about being connected, right? Yeah. Being genuine, yeah. really like listening to your own feelings and your own needs, your own experience of what's going on, being authentic, yeah. speaking mm-hmm. to what you're needing, right? Being an active participant. Yep. Right. Um, 
So like uh, being spontaneous, asserting your own needs in the relationship, the more that you're avoiding the threat, the Mm -hmm. more that you're pushing the threat away, you're also pushing yourself away, pushing, being connected. Right. So, so, so I ask you, it's like, if we imagine me and you are working on this and we were to work on having you be more connected to yourself and more connected to others in a more genuine and authentic way. When when there's a threat, when there is threat. Or let's just say that if we're working on just working, if we're just working on making, bringing this experience closer to you, that then we would be bringing this experience closer to like there, it will feel like a threat. If we say, Hey, Dr. Jew, we'll get you to kind of have an opinion or, you know, be assertive or, or be more genuine when you think somebody's angry. Most likely this whole experience will show up for you. Right. I'll be afraid. Right. Of right. Right. Like there's no way to work on, to bring one closer without yeah. the other be, being willing to, to to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. So then, so then I, I'm wondering if we say that we're gonna we're gonna come up with something right now that we're gonna work on to help you get a little bit closer to this, right? To being, uh, to taking care of yourself, to being mm-hmm. a proactive participant and being spontaneous and genuine, right? Mm-hmm. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to bring this experience a little bit closer in that moment? Like to like right now, imagine threat or to evoke threat somewhere. Uh, no, not necessarily. But for us to come up with something, to come up with a specific behavior that you could do this week. Sure. Maybe it's saying something to your son, right? Or maybe it's saying something to a coworker or somebody else in your family. But something that will make you be more genuine mm. uh, and, and kind of stay with your own needs, your own okay. experience. So, so. <laughs> So here's the, the, the wrinkle in that. It, uh-huh. it, uh, I have anger sometimes underneath that, right? Sometimes right. I at, at I, I'm going to put that down too, yes? So I'm going to write down anger. A, but as a licensed person, I'm not allowed to express that, <laughs> as you know, right? Uh, not publicly, so, anyway. So let me just play with this, yes? I'm yeah, going to yeah. write down on the sheet. There's a lot of thoughts here, but I'm going to write down, I have anger. I'm going to write down yeah. anger. Yeah. I'm also going to write down, I'm not allowed to express the anger. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, are you willing to bring that thought a little bit closer? And are you willing to have anger show up? We'll work on those things. I'm going to do some exercises with those. Sure. But you, would you be sure. willing to bring that a little bit closer yeah. if it means, if it means that we'll get you a little bit closer yeah. towards this week, being spontaneous, sure. connected, genuine? Sure. Okay. Okay. I'm in support. All what right. can you do when you were saying that you have anger? What were you thinking of doing or what, what well, brought like that up? Saying something on social media, you know, responding to people that feel threatening on social media with anger. And I, I can't mm-hmm. do that. I'm well, not sure uh, say, do either, but I, but I can't. Say more. Say more. What's an example of that? Uh, well, I mean, it, it, People say horrible things on social media, atta- right. you know, attacks, and I would like to be able to respond with the kind of, uh, you know, that it hurts and it makes me angry. But Yeah, um, yeah. You want to be able to respond in a way that is that, that asserts yourself and is genuine yeah. and honest. Yeah. What, what could that look like? I think that's a really great idea, actually. That's a really great behavior to practice like you don't have to be aggressive but you could be you could be genuine and you could assert yourself and let the person know the impact that it has on you right 
I'm willing to try that, but my experience has generally been that that brings out now a giant mob of people who want to feed on the on the right uh, on the problem. But we know, me and you know, I can't control the outcome. You're right. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll make people angrier, happier. Maybe they'll hear you out, or maybe they won't. That's out of our control. But me and you will know. That you've taken. Right. We can probably do it right now. Let me go. Let me look at oh, my. Well, let, uh, yes, let's do it right now. But, be, but as that we could do right now, I am in full support, Doctor Drew. Right. But right. but we're gonna do it as we're doing it. We're doing it with a willingness to know that me and you know that we're not going towards making them get something. We're we're moving towards getting you to be genuine and authentic and connected. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes, I know. I it's 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 a specific goal. I get it. I'm, let me. I'm seeing lots of horrible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so people are telling me what to do and be. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. I can imagine feeling powerless, helpless, doubtful, and angry. Yeah. All that yeah. good stuff. That I All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's something nice. Thank you. Uh. See, my wife blocked most of these people. So, so <laughs> <laughs> right now, here we go. Uh, well, actually, these, well, here's what's interesting. You know what's mm-hmm. interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, just the willingness to do this. Um, I have not looked at my Twitter feed for a couple right. of because it's so awful. But all I'm finding is good things, mm-hmm. nice things, enforcing things. Right. I, I think what. What's interesting is that the more willing you are to look at this paper, right? Yeah. The more willing you are to get curious about what is on your feed, right? It's like this. And and look, and it's your support too, right? I have to have have a person there supporting to do this, right? And, and, and this, this, again, I'm, I'm, you know, talking about the, Ooh, here we go. Maybe here's a bad one. No. Um, The thought bubble over my head is, you know, um, one of the pieces of research that that always pops up is that uh, it almost doesn't matter which technique you use, as long as you have an empathic, supportive, attuned mm-hmm. person sitting there, which is something you're quite good at. Uh, Thank you. The, even across, across the electronic media. Um, Thank and, you. And, and keeping me on track at the same time, not letting me drift into whatever. You know, because we know that our goal is to have you be genuine and assert yourself and authentic and connected to your own experience, right? Not what the outcome is for the other person, but how you're feeling. Yeah. So I'm looking around. I, 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 we'll keep going. What, what, uh, what else can we do here? I want, I want to find somebody that's saying something that you want to speak to so that we could help you. (laughs) Yeah. And you'll write a message that feels, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Irresponsibility when one has such a national platform is dangerous and can be deadly during this pandemic. So she's accusing me of being deadly and irresponsible. Right, right. And we, we know that, like, in reality, people have their own mind and their own thoughts. And you're not, like, like getting into their brain and making them do things. You're not controlling their actions. True. You can, Although yeah, it, these things got so bad that there were actually were threats against my life and all kinds of things that were... Real. Well, 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 threats against life is dangerous, but opinions are not, you know, me going right. uh, Opinions cannot be dangerous, but people saying they're going to harm you. Physical, physical harm is dangerous. Well, it's the, it's the thing you may not appreciate is mobs online are dangerous. 
They're they are dangerous. dangerous. They're, they're very dangerous. That's, that's what they're doing is mobbing up. Whipping right. Up their stuff. Right. So the, the, the thing is, is that the thing is, is that these people are dangerous regardless whether you yeah. respond or you don't. That, yeah, right. you're right. It's very scary. So yeah. now would you be willing to bring this fear in a little bit closer and the uncertainty sure. and the helplessness? Sure, sure. And we'll still move towards being connected and honest. Okay. So what... What, 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 what does your honest, connected, spontaneous self, how does that person want to respond? It's the, I, I feel uh, to want to dismiss this. That so what does that sound like? It what sounds could you like, say? And I'm not feeling anxious as I say that. It just, no, it uh-huh. just feels like next. Okay, Veronica. Thank you, Veronica. Should I just uh-huh. thank, you, thank you for your opinion? Should I just uh-huh. thank you I just well, feel like that, I, I want to move past it. I just want to forget it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Does that feel honest? Because if that yeah, feels it really, feels, it feels connected. If it if it feels con- then let's move on from it and find something else to do. Yeah. 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 If that feels genuine to you, then yeah. What do we care what what Veronica has to say right. about this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I so see it might have raised my anxiety before because I was so you know, inundated with stuff. But when I really look at it as one at a time. Eh. Right. Uh, and that's a big part of CBT therapy is looking at our feelings, right? Looking at what does this feel like in my body and noticing when certain experiences stop us from doing a behavior, right? Like, yeah. like looking at this. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it, you know, stopping and looking at each thing individually feels worthwhile. As right. being swept into something, which is, again, th- being threatened is sort of being swept into something, right? Right. Sort of being well, also, the moment. also, your mind is telling you a lot of thoughts. It's anticipating a lot of what's going to happen. So you're not well, responding to the action. Yeah. That's true. It's, it's worrying about the implication and where it's going and what does this mean in the future and blah, 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 blah. Right. But looking at it one-on-one gives you this freedom to actually see what's going on, see what your experience is, what you're feeling in the moment, what you're needing from it, and what, what actions you'd like to take with a little bit more freedom about what you'd like to do about it. Yes, yes. I'm still looking. Yeah. It sounds like with Veronica, we don't have anything to say there. And, and, and by the way, I'm, what's nice right now, it also feels freeing a bit and connected. Um, what is that? I'm trying to figure out. It, it is that if I'm not so anxious about addressing these things, my anxiety is down. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and before I could, I could, I, I could, I couldn't, I couldn't even look. <laughs> My anxiety right. was triggered by it too much. Uh, uh, Maybe there's something that feels a little bit more anxiety provoking there. Go. Here we go, Chaz. We need more real doctors on Fox News, not faux ones like Dr. Drew, Dr. Phil, and Dr. Oz. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alting. Yeah. Well, Remember that was. Chaz? But, but what was, it makes me feel like putting everybody's credentials up there. You mean like these credentials? <laughs> so you're, it seemed like it was very spontaneous when you said, well, that's insulting. Yeah. That was the first thing you said is this is insulting. Yep. It's insulting. Yeah. Huh. And what else comes to mind? Uh, it's, it's funny. I'm in this very dismissive mood about all this. I'm like, okay, Chaz, whatever. 
It's a very whatever feeling. Uh-huh, whatever uh-huh. feels a little bit cold, though. It doesn't uh-huh. feel exactly connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Does does the dismissive, th- this feeling of dismissing it, does it feel like it's a way to get away from feeling yeah, helpless maybe. or powerless? Maybe. Or does it maybe. feel like... Maybe. Um, but again, um, I guess to, to address it, I'd have to write something back, which I'm willing to do. Well, I'm what, I'm what it, would... It feels like. Well, that's great. It's great that you're willing to try something on and kind of see what it feels yeah. like. But let me ask you, if we're thinking about if it's connected to a certain value, like being genuine or being assertive, does it feel like saying something like this is insulting feels like it's going to bring you closer towards being spontaneous and being assertive? Yeah. 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 And I'm I'm interested in writing something down right now. Great. Uh, Let's see if I can put it all in. Uh, you tell me if this, Gary, you listening to this? Yes, sir. (laughs) How does this sound to you? It's, it's good. It's interesting. It's a, it's a, a method of, of a conversation that I'm not akin to listening to, but it's, it's fun to watch you guys kind of do it together. Therapy, Therapy, dude. It's therapy. It's good. Yes. I, I, I understand. I'm just saying it's not as I'm not used to listening to this kind of conversation in a professional setting as people don't tend to do this on podcast, but it's, it's compelling. Are are you in support Gary of Dr. Drew asserting himself in this way right now? I have a healthy fear of the internet, (laughs) but I, I will defer to the professional. And since you are in support of it, I am in support of it. One of the reasons I brought you, one of the reasons I brought you in, I want you to hear what I wrote. Um, Gary is playing your voice of doubt right now. So we're going to notice Gary's, he's he's going to be the voice of doubt. Reality testing before I actually (laughs) behavior, right? Right. (laughs) Uh, So what does it say? I have to write it first to make sure I, uh-huh. I don't. I'll explain. I'll, I'll explain my comment while Drew is writing this out. My uh-huh. my concern and possible, you know, voice of doubt as you characterize it is stemming only from the fact that when Drew was most recently thrust into the social media realm that he is talking about, when I came to his defense, my social media became a much more interesting place than it normally is. So mm-hmm. I got to mean horrible. It doesn't mean interesting. It means horrible. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I, Terrifying might've been a better word. So I am, I, I'm basing my, my tepidness and my, uh, my concern on that experience that I had, not necessarily on anything having to do with Drew or with you, doctor. Right, right. No, I understood that. I understood that that he didn't mean interesting in a good way. <laughs> so she, he, Mr. Chaz says, we need more real doctors like Katie Porter. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't either. Not faux ones like Dr. Drew, Dr. Phil, and Dr. Oz. And uh, I said, you mean like someone double boarded in addiction medicine and internal medicine and the previous head of cardiovascular surgery at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital? So, uh, so I want to just make sure first that we're not thinking about it in terms of outcomes. So maybe your social media will get more interesting, less interesting, better, worse. 
Uh, I, that's out of our control. The only thing completely in our control is whether you're being like genuine and authentic and, well, and I'm present. Being, really, I'm being that little, sounds sarcastic. Yeah. Being a little snarky. Yeah. yeah that yeah. sounds snarky and sarcastic. Okay. So I, okay. I wonder, yeah, I don't know that snarky and sarcastic feels that like um, not, genuine. It okay, feels good. a little. I like it. Okay. There was, it felt like there was something wrong with it. So good. That, that's, so, Let's think about like from the moment that you said, because the first thing that you said when you read this out Something loud is insulting. that's insulting. Yeah. Maybe I just should like, just say that. What, 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 let's try that. Just write that's insulting before okay. we send it. Okay. Is there anything else about how you're feeling or what you're needing or what's insulting about it? Is there anything well, else? I, I, my, the other feeling I have is, is I, and I kind of want to say this strongly, is I, I happily would stand with uh, Dr. Oz, who's a cardiovascular surgeon. Uh-huh. So, so I'm hearing, it, I, I think that part of your need in there is to kind of support your colleagues. Like you're insulted yeah, for it, yourself it, and for them. To he he's he's yeah the whole category he doesn't even understand what he's evaluating is sort of my feeling like mm-hmm. he doesn't even know what or who we are you know what I mean it's let's put it this way okay uh, I'm identifying with Dr Oz and I want to yes I do want to defend him because his his credentials are beyond reproach and this asshole can't even appreciate that right right That's my feeling. So it, it might sound something like uh, that's insulting because because Dr. Oz's credentials are are valid. Okay. Or, what, what does that sound like? How, how do you? I'm hearing that you want to speak like you're not just wanting to assert yourself, but you're kind of wanting to advocate I, I for stand, others. Stand firm. Yeah, I want to stand. You firm. want to sit right, right. Yeah. So see, this feels more connected. Like we're thinking about what you're needing out of this. It feels yeah. insulting because it insults you, but it insults it, it insults your colleagues. Yeah, you yeah. want to advocate for them. How about just that's insulting to me and my colleagues? Yeah. Um, or uh, what about also saying something about um, something about what you said about uh, his credentials or okay. what you said about him? You said something about not not being in reproach, or what was that that you were? His credentials are beyond reproach. They're just right. Excellent. I would say, what if you said that? Uh, I'm insulted because. Because uh, mm, then we're going to get into a. I, I, that, that that's something I don't want to enter into is a, a further conversation. With any of these people. No, d- yeah, don't get into conversation. But yeah. what does it look like you're gonna? You, what does it look like to advocate for him? Like not as a not as a beginning of a conversation, but an but you end know, of it, a it, sentence. I I uh, I happily stand by the former head of the cardiovascular. Surgery. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, this sentence is insulting. This your statement is insulting, and I stand by the head of the yeah. What what are your thoughts, Gary? Uh, only since you asked, I wonder if the acknowledgement that it is insulting is is constructive as I suspect this person's main goal was to be insulting. I think I stand with the former cardiovascular head of, I can't remember which hospital it is. I think that might be the more productive statement because you may, by acknowledging the insult, be fueling this person's desire 
So I want, I want to ask you, Gary, this, cause this is a very important piece. When we're helping clients move towards their values, we're helping people really be able to distinguish between what is in their control and what isn't. So I'm not sure how this guy is going to perceive this. It may make him feel softer. It may make him feel angrier. He may feel a bit of guilt or he may feel rage, but that's out of our control. But if I'm, if I'm asking you, Gary, do you think that what Dr. Drew just said feels like he's being authentic? Does it feel yes, like absolutely. it's genuine? Absolutely. Then, then that is the compass. There you go. In, in, in acceptance and commitment therapy, our compass are our values. Because in reality, it's out of our control how other people respond to our behaviors. I could say to somebody, hey, I, I love your dress. And they could feel offended. They could be angry. They could be happy. They could be grateful. Um, I'm not sure how he's going to take it. But it does sound like Dr. Drew is being authentic. It, does. it sounds like you're, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that shows my uh, ignorance on the subject, but I will say as someone who's known Dr. Drew a very long time, that is a very authentic statement. So if that is our goal, that is a great response. Yeah. I think that we're going to move towards having you being more authentic. And then it means feeling a little powerless, feeling uncertain, right? Like there's going to be some fear bringing in these thoughts like, am I being destructive? Am I aggressive? Uh, is this going to get worse? Am I right? All of these thoughts, we're going to just bring them a little bit closer and we're just going to be really gentle with them. We're going to go, wow, it makes sense that this is scary. You don't want to make things worse. You don't want to be aggressive. You don't want to be the bad guy. But the, this experience doesn't have to stop you. It doesn't have to stop you from still being genuine and being connected and advocating for your colleagues and standing firm for what you believe in and having opinions. It doesn't have to stop you. So I agree. It, it is scary. You're going to bring in that doubt. You're going to bring in that fear. And if, if, we, if we had a lot more time, you know, we might do some emotion exposure. Like where in your body do you feel this fear right now? Mm. And how intense is that from zero to 10? And maybe we'd have you take your hand and put it on that part of your body that feels most intense or on your heart. Okay, I and have you, now, now I'm feeling it over my heart. And okay. And my stomach. So you, so you sent it. Yep. Wow. So that was really brave. I got to say, I'm very, um, like, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by your willingness, like your willingness to experiment with new behaviors and bring this. No, I'm, a, tough I'm, a, ex- I'm very skilled at therapy. I'm, I'm, happy to be, <laughs> I'm happy to be the object, the analysand or anything else in therapy. Yeah, no, you took a really like, I didn't even know you sent it. You, like, wow, so, I'm. We'll see what I am. We'll see if it goes anywhere. <laughs> well, it, it already did, right? We we all yes, saw it. We good. all witnessed. I yeah, definitely, I definitely had a, a strong feeling to send it. Like I really wanted to send it. So that was a real thing too. Yeah. So. And now you you just go. It makes sense that this is scary. And oh, oh, oh. whoa, getting a lot of likes on it. Okay. Whoop. Burn. Go doc. With. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, but let's see, let's see if we could move away from the outcome for a moment and come back to just what it feels like for you to like advocate for a colleague. And look, the whole thing feels extraordinary because it's extraordinary and, and it's, 
and, and I guess, you know, I'm focused on the outcome and I'm sitting here saying it worked, but that's not really the issue. The whole experience. That's is not the issue. issue. Right. It the is, experience. but it is, but it is. You can't <laughs> help it. You can't help it. You kind of like but, the outcome. Right. But you know what? If, if the fact that you were willing to do this, now you're going to be more willing to be firm with your son or to be honest and genuine with him or, or with your wife or with well, other I, people. I would, I would say more it, it, I will slow down and I will think about things and I will not jump into threat mode. I will, I will, because, re- because two things jump out of me from this experience. One was that, um, the ability to, th- to read my threat, <laughs> just to read it and not feel anxiety. Uh, right. And, and that, you know, was okay. Uh, and then to break down to try to connect to something genuine, which is not that easy when I'm feeling like this. Very uh, hard. It's not very hard. It's just not that easy. And no. I, I've had enough therapy to kind of know when I'm not doing it and when I, sh- you know, when I'm nearby or when I'm not quite there. I, I, it'll be interesting to see when I don't have you supporting me what I'll be able to do. That'll be interesting. Right. We may have to have, we may have, to have another session. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when we're triggered, it's harder to do new behaviors, but just the fact that you'll be able to slow down yeah, is yeah. already uh, acknowledgement that you know that you'll at least be able to be more connected to yourself, right? Yeah, to what yeah. you're feeling and what you're genuinely needing. Just slowing down is already a new behavior when we're really triggered. Yep, I agree. It feels yeah. really pretty good. Well, now describe. Now we got to kind of wrap things up next five or ten minutes. So describe to people, if you can, what this was, what what, yes. what you're doing here, and and how you're doing it, and and how this is an example of CBT, particularly. Yes. Um, and I wrote way, down. And by the way, thank you for doing this too. I know this is risky, even as for, one thing is risk for me, but that's <laughs> that's me. You're taking a risk doing it too here, so I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I really appreciate your willingness. I appreciate that we both took some risks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what were you doing? What is what is describe the kind of concepts and what people could anticipate if they get involved in CBT and what what who needs the CBT and that kind of thing. I wrote down your all your negative thoughts and feelings, right? Negative thoughts and feelings on one side of the page. And on the other side of the page, I wrote down all of the things that it stops you from doing and the things that your, your negative thoughts and feelings stop you from doing, which is on the other side of the page are your values. So we have thoughts and feelings connected to most likely your, your defectiveness shame schema, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So these thoughts and feelings are connected to a core belief. I work with schemas. Um, and then we look at what values they stop you from moving towards. And then what we do is we do some exercises. Like I would do a lot more exercises with these thoughts and feelings. Like I'll give you an example of a diffusion exercise. Okay. If I wanted to help you make some space from some of these thoughts, I may ask you, look at the, I'm an imposter. If, see if you could see that sentence and read it backwards. Let's see if you could find some sentences on there to read backwards. Uh, it's impossible for me to hear. Hear to me for impossible it. I mean like that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. For impossible it. Uh-huh, one more. A different sentence? Uh-huh. I'm an imposter. Im- imposter am uh, I'm. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. how many, can you count how many words are in there? Three. 
Uh huh. So this way, we help people make a little bit more space from their thoughts and the, the thoughts that their mind tells them, and noticing that these thoughts don't have to actually stop you. If you're willing to bring them closer to you and kind of hold them, maybe even the next time that you respond to somebody on your social media, you could even look right at these thoughts and these feelings and still move towards being genuine. We might even connect this. The next time that you feel like an imposter, would you be willing to state an opinion or would you be willing to state a specific need that you're having? We might connect particular thoughts to the values that it stops you from doing in the moment. And, and so in initiating a behavior because of the negative thought. Correct. That we know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And you guys have workbooks for this kind of thing, right? We do. We have. And you know, I have a lot of tools on cbtonline.com. So I created this website, especially right now, because um, everything is online and we're doing teletherapy and, and people may not have access to therapists. So if you go to cbtonline.com, you could get access to therapists. But if you can't afford a therapist, we have all of these worksheets and videos and tools just like this to explain how you could do these things for yourself, with yourself, even without a therapist, That's you know? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm looking at our pictures here and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so in the dark. I mean, you're brightly lit and I'm just, I look like a floating head in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird for you, but uh, sorry. No, it's so, no, it's not weird. Um, and then we would want to do some, some, some emotion exposure and mindfulness and self-compassion exercises with a, some a, of these feelings. Of this, it's interesting to me. I, I didn't realize CBT was so, at least as you're suggesting it, or maybe as I need it, is so reliant on exposure therapy. Oh, very. See, I'm very familiar with exposure for OCD and, you know, and uh, phobias and that kind of stuff. But I didn't realize that was sort of a core phenomenon in all this. Huh. Uh, it's the most important, the most important technique we have is exposure. It sure works. Exposure uh, therapy work. That's, uh, that's right. based for sure. Right. Well, okay. So I've learned a lot. Uh, I'm happy. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> and I, and I'm glad to know we have a place to send people if they're impressed with this kind of, uh, these sorts of phenomenologies and interventions. Again, it's cbtonline.com. Uh, Bay area CBT center. Is it just you there? Or you have a whole team of people. We have a whole team of people. So Bay area CBT center.com is like a clinic, my clinic. And we have a lot of people. We saw people face to face. And right now we're just doing online therapy and hopefully soon at some point we'll be able to see people in real life again. That would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm surprised that I could get as much out of a telemedicine, you know, telehealth kind of exchange. It, it, it is it has an effectiveness to it. And, and I always thought CBT is something that you could do with this way, particularly, you know, some of the other therapies are a little different, but, but CBT really lends itself to this. So. You know, to be honest with you, I'm surprised too. I've only recently <laughs> been doing that uh, since this pandemic, I've been doing yep. online therapy and I'm like, wow, I'm really surprised at how effective it is. I thought I'd be a lot more resistant and actually, a lot of these exercises and things with papers and stuff that I would do in person because CBT is very experiential. You move yeah. a lot. You do yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to see that it still works through the computer is like a really great realization. <laughs> uh, hold on. I hope, I'm wondering if this is... Okay. Okay. 
it all looks good on social media. We didn't trigger any shit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, we have evidence. We have some evidence that you being authentic is not necessarily leading to destruction and aggression and all of okay. these thoughts and predictions that are just stories that your mind yeah. is constructed. Right. Well, and to be fair, if, if I were reacting rather than being thoughtful and genuine, I could cause some problems. I might do something impulsive and aggressive, right? That's true. That's true. So, well, listen, thank you so very much. This was a privilege and uh, we'll, I'll go, I'm going to go to CBT online and look at some of your exercises. <laughs> so, thank you. So much. You should, you should take the schema questionnaire and see which schema you have. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's shame-based. Trust me. I, I know that already. <laughs> but uh Again, I want to send people, let me get your stuff up here one second so I can say it one more time to everybody. Uh, BayAreaCBTCenter.com. It is Dr. Abby Lev, L-E-V, Psy-D. Uh, let's see the books, uh, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Couples, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Interpersonal Problems, and the Interpersonal Problems Workbook. Does that workbook need to be done with anybody, or is that something you can do by yourself? Yeah, the workbook you could do on your own. Yeah, got it. All right, Abby, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Drew. It was, it was a lot of fun. Really was great. Thank you. Thank you. Mary, that was great. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com.